it's about physically imposing yourself and dominating opposition and hurting people. Now, there's one thing that's in in everyone's favour against the Springboks nowadays is video refs. <laughs> and <laughs> and they can't throw sh- cheap shots like they did years ago or they can't get you on the ground with an elbow or they can't, you know what I mean? So that brutality side of it that they used to have years upon years ago is, is null and void. House of Rugby Ireland, here on Joe. Game changed. So it's first blood to the Lions, 1-0 in the series. Here on House of Rugby, we'll discuss exactly how they beat the world champions in their backyard. Shawnee, where did you watch it then, mate? I watched it actually in London Irish. I had a had a player appearance yesterday well, in London that, Irish. Friday. That must have cost yeah. you a few quid. <laughs> You'd be devastated for that. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I, I was perfectly fine. Um, no, it was quite. It was actually a good good atmosphere there. It was good to see people back in the club enjoying themselves again. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a bit of crack around, so I was happy enough. I would introduce you, Greg, but you're a regular now, mate. So, Greg Laidlaw, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. Good to be back uh, this week, and obviously down in London yesterday to watch the game as well. So, um, yeah, he was making money. He was making a few above. <laughs> ah, mate, he was just giving the people what they want. You know, just tell him exactly what he saw, <laughs> how the game went. You know, some in-depth analysis, love not the some, game. not just a bit of crack from oh, you. For the love of the game, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but a proper test match that, hey, uh, Shawnee, the physicality. What stood out for you? Yeah, it was, but I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it, it didn't get the heart racing as as quickly as I think that maybe the next one will be. Um, it was kind of tit for tat, wasn't it? It was slow, and the first half was wasn't wasn't great to watch. But um, yeah, it was a physical game. Obviously, the boys I thought done really well. I think they they came out in the second half and and performed a lot better than the first half. Obviously, but the Springboks won't be happy about what the way they played either. Um, and we just got there in the end, thankfully. But what a way to start the series. It's going to make it very exciting now going forward. Yeah, I mean, obviously cliche, game of two halves. But um, yeah, what, what did they change in that second half particularly to sort of overturn them so much? Well, I think South Africa have been pretty pleased, I reckon, with, with that sort of first half performance. And they were almost quite comfortable in a, in a sense at half t- at half time because you know, that sort of kick pressure plan really worked for them. But the second half, the Lions... They, they really sort of won the, the, the kick battle essentially the, the kicks were uh, contestable they were able to win quite a lot of them back and obviously the discipline turned uh, big time as well and, and the penalties really hurt South Africa in that second half and just allowed the Lions to you know get field position you know grab a few penalties and obviously the, the quick start to the second half you know made a big difference to the Lions Yeah for me it was the momentum you know so much is talked about momentum in games and it was as if the best teams they might lose it for a little period but they get it back quickly and it was pretty much the first kickoff. You know, um, the Lions kick back. They let the ball bounce. They won a penalty into twenty-two. Another penalty try. And and then after that, they just couldn't wrestle it back. I know there was a few, um, whether dubious or not, decisions of the TMO, etc. But and we'll get into that. But for me, they just couldn't get a foothold in the game. They couldn't hold it for any phases. And the Lions started getting off the line more aggressively. And and it really paid. And. You know, for you, Shawnee, you know, what was what was the key in terms of the forward battle getting on top? Because in the first half it seemed they were really on the back foot physically. Yeah, they were in, in, in a few areas as well. The scrum was okay at times, but wasn't that com- didn't look that comfortable. Um set piece, we didn't have that many opportunities to be fair in the first half to actually really have a cut like inside the twenty two um in those areas. But I think the second half boys started to carry. I think Courtney had a quite first half and 
Then he came alive in the second half. It, Marrow was unbelievable throughout the whole game, I thought. But Courtney Laws getting us on the front foot. Jack Conan played very well, getting us on the front foot as well. And we just start to hold the ball a little bit more. Like, in my head, you're thinking, rugby's quite simple. Keep the ball for long periods of time and the opposition will end up making a mistake or, or, or you'll score a try or get a penalty. It's very simple. So I think that's what the Lions probably said at half time. Just keep the ball here, bring these boys through a few phases and see where we are at the end of it. And that's what they've done. They, from moment to moment in the second half, they won more moments than South Africa did. And they were, they were more composed, they looked more controlled in the second half. And as Greg just said, the kicking game was massive because we were just kicking. It wasn't like we were kicking way too long in the first half, but it was like four or five yards too long to be a proper contestable, to get good kick chase. Um, and you're kicking back to their back three as well and giving them just opportunities to come back at us a little bit. But second half, nice controlled. And I think they'll want to try and put that now into an eight-minute performance going forward. Yeah, I, I thought both attacks were very clunky, um, particularly South Africans. Um, I know the preparation over the last two years and even the last month has been really hard for them, but they seemed to have no rhythm. They had nothing but one-out runners, and even then they were getting the wrong numbers at the breakdown. Sometimes it was six, sometimes it was two, and um, I didn't. I, I thought they they were very limited. And once um, the Lions got ahead, they really struggled to pull the game back. And especially when uh, Vinnie Leroux went off, like it was a big moment for them because he organised so much of the attack. But even the Lions as well for me. Um, there's a couple of times you go off the top of the line out. I think second half, bigger hits, Edit Daly. You know, behind the game line, they go back into traffic, get hit. They're ten yards behind the game line. There, then the forwards come round and it hits caught in the head. And there's just a bit of you know uncertainty there. And that's just a simple hit midfield where you should just be going nine, twelve, hen- uh, Henshaw forwards around the corner and then backs or forwards again. And for me, that that was the, the worry for the lines going forward and something they have to look at. I, mean, I don't know what you thought in that sense. Yeah, I'll certainly agree with the attacks. Uh, Goody, they're pretty clunky and. Did struggle to get going a fair bit, but I think that comes with probably the pressure of the test match a little bit in, in that first instance. It was almost like nobody wanted to lose the test match. South Africa, as you say, once they dropped behind, you know, you could never really see them scoring like a runaway try around them because they didn't create anything. A lot of one-out runners, and that comes back to Shawnee's point when, you know, the Lions defence, they were just able to get up, you know, really accelerate and smash them on, on the sort of one-out runners and they had no real other options and never really threatened, uh, you know, as a backline. So I think the Lions will be obviously delighted. Uh, they won the game, they deserve to win um, in the end. But, you know, South Africa, on the other hand, I think they've, they've got a lot of work on uh, to do between probably now and, and when they go into that next test. Yeah, I think Felix Jones will be pulling his hair out as well. I think the way... Like... You talk about attack, for instance. They never fired a shot yesterday. Like, and neither did the Lions probably in the first half. At times, I think it was about 33 or 4 minutes in, they got, I think, more than five phases together. And they looked quite dangerous, the Lions did then. They got, got to the edge. I think Anthony Watson put in a kick in the end and, and, and it trickled out probably this side of 22. But it was the first time you could see actually a bit of a threat by him. And South Africa will be the same. I, like, I don't know, with, with the players they have... Why wouldn't you be attacking? Why wouldn't you be playing running rugby? Why wouldn't you be getting the ball to Colby, for instance? Like he, he didn't touch. I think he touched the ball once, and that was a fifty minutes or something. I saw, yeah, I saw a stat. It said that he'd had uh, more turnovers than carries in the game. Yeah, you know, someone like that, that devastating. You've got to find ways to get him into the game, and and Pimpy as well. You know, two devastating runners. But so, so yeah. I, I, I do think, like, I do think he'll be pulling his hair out this week, and I do think Razzie will have to kind of. 
have step back and have a look at this from the outside as well because he's down carrying water. What's his message, let's say, to the boys? Is it keep playing the same game plan when the, when there's coaches looking at it from a different angle above? You see it from a dip, different perspective, and I'm sure they'll come with a with a hundred percent a different plan. Not a hundred percent different, but there'll be a lot of stuff different. I think in the Springboks game this week, they'll want to try and get back to basics, get running good shape um, off their forward pods with lads that can get them get them over the game line, and then release their backs. Yeah, I think if you know if the Springboks are going to play slightly differently. They have to be a little bit more inventive in terms of, you know, just slight changes to variations in the way they launch off lineouts, especially because, you know, they just went to that driving game yesterday. And even off scrums, you know, literally just done 9 12, crash it up, and they just kicked second phase. So if they're going to get the likes of Colby, um, you know, the Mpimpe, the, the back three, Villarou involved in the game, you need to create some speed of ball, you know, and try and create some space because they're playing against one of the best defences, you know, on the other side in the Lions defence. So they've got to have to try and create that speed of ball to, to give these guys a chance to get into the game. So so you talk about the, the first half, obviously, I think we're all disappointed in the Lions um, because we knew what South were going to bring. They were going to bring physic- physicality. They were going to go at the set piece. They were going to maul the ball. They're going to kick it a lot. So if we flip that around in terms of it's a bad first half, half time. What would Gats have said? What what would he be like in the change room there? What would he, his messaging be like? Oh, he, he'd he'd only chip in with a few bits and pieces in terms of. I think yesterday he probably would have said right, kicking strategy first and foremost. Let's get that nailed on and let's start winning the aerial battle. Um, breakdown was pretty good, but I, d- I do think he probably would have would have said to a couple of our bigger boys, "Let's let's get your hands on some ball here and get over the gain line." Um, and it would have been that simple, I think, yesterday at half time because they hadn't done, they hadn't fired a shot in the first half. So it was all about getting back to what they've actually planned during the week, probably, which was to actually carry at these boys, make them go backwards as best you can, and play play smartly. And the other thing about it is. Any any time we got a penalty within kicking range, we were nearly going for posts. Where I did, where definitely we should I, once or twice I would have been telling the boys, let's have a crack here in the corner, um, you know, and go and go go after the game rather than just keep it ticking. There's a time to keep a game ticking, obviously, along and and keep the scoreboard ticking over. But there's also a time where you have to have a crack here and and put the game to bed. And it was like that mall try, for instance. It was a massive moment in the game, obviously. Yeah, obviously Alan Wynn did go for the corner on that one and it proved the right decision but I think they just wanted to, it seemed like they just wanted to get a foothold there and they wanted to get ahead on the scoreboard and, and we saw what happened to South Africa when they did get uh, in front um, but do you think um, it should be credit to Gats obviously two things really one the selection no one saw that coming uh, and his tactics um, and then secondly obviously did, he brought his subs on. They all had a really good impact. And perhaps the South Africans, did they bring on the bomb squad too early? Did they perhaps get it wrong, you know? Uh, well, definitely. I think you've got to give credit to Gats because that's one thing he's done sort of consistently throughout his career is, is his selection. Is You know, he doesn't mind, you know, picking guys that people maybe don't expect. So he's picked guys on form that have went in, in that game and, and uh, essentially they've done the, the job. So, And I think the Lions were, were smart as well, especially going into the, that second half. They did change up a little bit. You know, the line was maybe starting to like, creak in, in the first half. I think they maybe lost three mm. uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I don't, it wasn't just the hookers' fault. There's a bit of calling issues. And, you know, they just started to take the front of the line. The South Africa were giving them it. They started taking it. We were able to launch some drives off the front, which is normally pretty difficult. 
difficult. So, yeah, definitely. Whatever they did change or say at half-time certainly had an impact in the game. And, and also credit to the players for implementing that. They, they were really in control of that second half and they, they simply took the game away from South Africa. And for someone who was uh, on Alan Wynne-Jones' player cam last week, how did you feel he went? Yeah, he well, done the eighty, didn't he? Which is which is unbelievable stuff over him. Um, I thought the first half he was a little bit qu- quiet. I didn't. I th- thought he was around the ball a lot, but I didn't think he was. I suppose doing what Alan Wynne Jones usually does is being a really, real menace. Um, but you know, it was an unbelievable performance. The second half, I thought he came into his own again. I thought it lo- he looked like he was on form again. Him and Atoji going around. Um, just their energy to bring and their enthusiasm in everything they've done in the second half. You know, he really led really well. So I thought it was phenomenal by him to last whole game. So, so you mentioned Atoji there. Um, for you, who are the standouts? Definitely Maro. I think just he had he had some big, big moments in that first half when things when when the Lions weren't playing that well. Um, and then obviously in the second half, he just busted again. So I think him physically, his energy he brought to the whole thing, he was unbelievable. I thought Courtney... At halftime, I was saying to myself, mm, does Ty Byrne come on here and start being a bit of a menace? He start getting his hands on the ball and then we see what he's all about uh, physically. He, getting us over the gain line, um, getting more involved in, in smacking people, what he's really good at. Um, thought he was brilliant. I thought Jack Cohen was brilliant for the 80 minutes. I really did. I think he's, I think he's grown in confidence again um, the last week. He looked so assured in everything he'd done. Um, and I'm excited to see him going forward on the tour because, again, I think he's someone now that'll take a lot from that test um, and and move forward. And for you, Greg? Yeah, I, th- I really did think Courtney Laws was excellent, especially in that second half. He sort of really stood up, and that was that was probably again, you know, coming back to, to Gats a little bit in his selections and you know picking Courtney at six. He, I think, from my experience, going on that last tour, it is you really sort of liked Courtney Laws and what he was all about and he really produced a, a solid performance just and really stood up and, and pulled the lines forward in the second half. Maro Toji was, was outstanding. I think he was excellent, you know, for the whole game. The South Africans were getting stuck into him early in the game, but, you know, he's level-headed. He, he sticks to the plan and I really thought he was, he was fantastic. Um, I thought uh, Tyg Furlong was good as well. I think he'd done a lot of the, a lot of the hard work and, you know, as Shawnee mentioned, the scrums earlier on, the scrums were, were difficult, they were messy, they were coming up they were going down but he really st- sort of stuck to task and uh, he'd done a great job it wasn't really a, a day for for the backs um, you know I thought Ali done pretty well I thought you know I got a question yesterday how quick will they bring on Conor Murray but you know I say you know, I don't think you need to do that just yet I thought Ali kicked pretty well and we talked about kicking to contest in, in the second half I thought he'd really done that pretty well and that was able to sort of be a part of bringing the Lions back into the the game in the second half. Yeah, I, I think I think for me, I agree. Um, I thought obviously Marrow was. Everyone's talked about how good he was. Um, yeah, Furlong was great. I thought um, Curry went about his business really well. I know there's that penalty early on um, over enthusiasm, getting his old, his uh, his clubmate obviously in Faf, but I thought he just was relentless and just hitting breakdowns, mm. smashing them low all day long. And actually, it worked well with then Hamish coming on with you know twenty twenty five to go and just you know empty the tank first and let him go about it. So I thought that worked well. Um, as you said, Conan did did really well for me, and I just thought. Um, 
for me, I thought Bigger had, had a good game. Obviously, pressure coming into it with Farrell and everything else around him and even talked about Marcus Smith, but in a test match arena where it was so tight, you know, one missed kick, but everything else, he did well. He kept him playing in the right areas and he just kept competing for me. Yeah. I think I think as well as with Curry defensive leaders I think Robbie Henshaw was was brilliant yesterday as well um and again he showed he showed a little bit of toe in attack when when he did get a bit of space I think I think he'll be moved to 13 this week <laughs> so I do I think he'll be moved um I think I think to play Farrell at 12 and and Robbie at 13 going forward um and yeah I just I just think he's I think we need that little bit more um, over 13 I think Elliot struggled early on um, two two silly penalties a um, few missed breakdowns bits and pieces like that just early doors he grew, probably grew into the game to be fair to him but um, I think I think it's just going forward we can't afford that the next day um, and it'll be it'll be huge I think because they're going to come nice and direct again the next day yeah I think it'd be interesting to back three as well for me uh, mm. Duhan I thought struggled first half um, obviously offside in that first minute with excitement and then he missed the tackle on uh, really a real over chasing but I thought he, what he did show was a real uh, resilience to come back in that second half and the way he chased those kicks and I haven't seen a lot of from him he, he really made a big difference the first one in the second half and then later on he kept smashing Quagga Smith and it, even if he wasn't getting up for it sometimes it was man and ball and laying the platform for the forwards to get over the top of it really What do you think What do you think of the subs Greg? I thought the subs played really well Yeah, yeah I, Made a I good really, impact Yeah they made a good impact I mean you know everybody was talking about South Africa's uh, bench but you know I, I always looked at Lions bench and I thought you know crikey we're, we're doing alright here because Connor Money, excellent player, lots of experience. He came on and, and really took over that kicking game. That really, again, really helped the Lions. You know, um, turn that second half around. Owen Farrell, I thought it was fantastic. You know, you come on, it's and it's not an easy thing to, to come on off the bench sometimes and, and end up taking goal kicks as well. Mm. Um, so you know, he's sort of unflappable, isn't he? When he when he comes onto that situation, another sort of a big kick at the mo- that time of the game and, and just knocks it over so you know whether to bring in Owen Farrell uh, next week into the, the centre I think I think they'll make changes mm. I think will will they bring Bundy Aki in I, I potentially think that they might play him but I, I don't know you know but um, Marco as well yeah. I thought Marco was real strong uh, coming off the bench the, the scrums were they were settling down a little bit but I just thought he had a, a couple of big moments in the game as well so I think the I think the whole thing worked, to, yeah. to be honest, yeah. and that's credit to the coaching staff as well as making the subs at the right time, and it's it's such an important part now is, is that bench and how and when they're used. Yeah, I thought they were all brilliant coming on, but particularly happy for sort of Mako. There's a lot of people sort of writing him off after the World Cup final and saying he can't scrum and that, and for you know he just showed why he's got he had six six games in, in te- as a test line um, you know brilliant in the scrum great around the field and I thought as well Murray and, and Fowler they're just so level headed and just they've been in those positions where they've closed games out so many times and the lift it must have given the boys out there to see these two come on and just calm everything down know exactly what they wanted to do how they wanted to play um, and I thought the Lions were just a bit smart in South Africa you know we, we've got on top in terms of the, the mall really well then they started to adapt they started to do the sort of dummy mall and then play off it into forwards and Conan using his yeah. footwork and it got us on the front foot so then Murray could then box kick and make it a bit easier for him so I thought that's where the Lions were better in, in that aspect certainly so Greg obviously there were four starters um, for Scotland uh, first time in since 1993 how do you think they fared throughout? 
Oh, f- firstly, I thought it was you know excellent for, for uh, the Scottish boys to have that four of them starting. Um, listen, I thought they'd done pretty well. Uh, to be honest, I think we touched on the scrums a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, they, they were a bit messy early on, but I think when they, when they did settle down, I think and it's not easy either because Rory Sutherland obviously he was called in quite late mm-hmm. uh, with Win Jones uh, going down. So I thought Sutherland's done a, done a good job. I think he's he, he's done what he's done the whole tour. I think he's he's done his job. He's been solid. And he's been uh, sort of really, really reliable. Um, so I think he done well, and I think he's had a really good uh, tour, and he's sort of grown as, as a player already. Um, Ali, I already quickly touched on, but it wasn't really a day for a backline. <laughs> that was that yeah. type of game, certainly in the first half. And I yeah. think, but I thought he done well. I thought Ali, you know, he stuck the task. Obviously, his game's about you know speed and getting tempo, but it wasn't really a day for that. And sometimes you just got to be patient and just stay in the fight, stay in the fight. And I, and I thought he managed the game fairly well, to be honest. And he's kicking. Was was pretty good on the whole. He's, uh, certainly in the second half, all the kicks to to compete, and the Lions got a lot of pay, uh, you know, out of that in that sort of second half, and mm. that that was a big turning point in the game. And and he briefly touched on uh, Duhan. Um, it probably wasn't his strongest performance, you know, by any stretch. Um, but again, difficult for a winger. All he really had to do was chase kicks, and eventually he sort of seemed to get his head around that and really do that in, in the second half and he, he brought a lot of energy and, and stuff as well and again Hoggy was similar wasn't a huge amount to do at the back he was solid uh, you know put a few long kicks in but probably a day for the boys up front really yeah and Shawnee uh, the TMO decisions <laughs> dare I come to you about this mate <laughs> I mean I think to be fair I think I felt sorry for Maris Jonker. He's down if he does, down if he doesn't. He's been put in a very, very difficult position oh, there because he's South African. Yeah. He, ma- he makes a decision that pe- he favours South Africa. He's getting hammered. He makes a decision that's favouring the Lions to try and compensate for that after all the pressure in the media. And he's, he's down that way. So To be fair, it's absolutely madness having him there as a South African man in South Africa for these decisions. He is getting lambasted this minute <laughs> um, but like I think I think he got I think he got them right didn't he I don't I don't think there's anything that what are you asking us what do you think well I, I think they were the right decisions no I agree so I, I do was, I uh, even right. the one with uh, Valerie Roo do you think he was do yeah. you think it was enough evidence to show that he was in front yeah he was in front okay. he was he's, like if he's an inch in front he's an inch in front um, so I, I think he got I think he done done his job um, and that's that's the end of story, really, on that on that side of it. Because it's, what can you say? Like we have three match officials, a video ref. Like, surely if there's if if they don't get it right, they'll they'll question each other on it. There wasn't one question like that. Oh, is are you sure? Can we have another look at that again? It was that's the decision, and it's done. And dare I ask you, as a Scotsman, um, do you think they should have gone to the video ref for the tip tackle, Hamish Watson? Do you think he was a little bit lucky? Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was a little bit lucky, mate. To be honest, when I first seen it in in, in real time, I was I sort of sat back in my seat. I was like, "Oh, there's going to be trouble here." And yeah, I think I think sometimes if you get that sort of Southern Hemisphere referee and uh, Nick Berry, obviously yesterday, they seem to be a bit a little bit more relaxed around that sort of stuff. And mm. yeah, but yeah, I thought he was in trouble. He, there was there was a lift. So you know, Hamish, you'll learn from that hopefully, and uh, and not put himself in that Where position. Did, he landed. He landed okay though. Well, did he? he went off injured. I mean, I, I, I look. I'm a massive Hamish Watson yeah. supporter. Yeah. I think, I think Sam Warburton summed it up pretty well. 
when he saw it on the video replay and was waiting, he would have been sweating bullets because, you know, you just know these days, as soon as you lift and he landed like shoulder, yes, he put his hand down and it wasn't forceful, but as soon as you tip someone over the horizontal, you are looking at yellow cards. And I I think, you know, you get the rub of the green sometimes. That's not going to change a test match necessarily, but it does make a big difference. Um, So I feel they were a bit lucky on that. But overall, I thought, you know, the South Africans will complain, of course they will, but awesome, th- yeah. those decisions were the right ones. They're looking at it again and again and again. Um, but I think it comes back to, I don't think anyone should be put in that position, personally. No, 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 no not at all. Not, <laughs> not when you're from South Africa. No, you have to no. live there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll give him a Lions jersey, immigrate <laughs> over to the UK, eh? <laughs> but, um, but it also comes back to the lack of discipline from the Lions' first half and then how it's changed to the South Africans really struggling with a lack of discipline in the second half. Do you think that was just an adjustment for the Lions with the referee in the first half or just... Were they just losing momentum? Yeah, I just think I just think there was a few very silly, stupid penalties. Um, you know, I, you talk about is that just over exuberance? Like over exuberance, probably not listening to the referee either. There was two where the, two or the tackle was made. His knees had hit the ground, and he's telling him to release. And the boys are falling to the ground with him, like reefing the ball away. It's it's just a little bit silly in the heat at the moment. Um, and there was there was three of them in the first half, for instance, and. It was just about being a lot smarter. And when when we were when the lines were smarter in the second half, discipline wasn't an issue. And that's going to be a big thing leading into the next test as well because they are going to be under more pressure the next day. There's no doubt about it. Um, the, the Springboks are going to come. They're going to go even harder now. So it's about it's about showing that up, making sure we're getting in front of people, stopping them on the game line again, but making sure our discipline is 100% not to give them opportunities to get inside our own half. Yeah, that that they sort of three early penalties were a sort of real, you know, stopper for the Lions. They couldn't get going after that because nine points in a test match is, is huge. Mm. You know, in South Africa, you know, when um, Bigger pulled that kick left and you know went into that half time twelve three, you know they would have been sitting back, you know, a nine point lead, you know, excellent start and, and almost just push on, which they obviously never done, but because the the penalty can really reversed in, in the second half and that was essentially the difference in the game. Really, it was that momentum swing with the penalties. Lions gave away too many in the first half. South Africa gave away too many in the second half. So both both camps will be really talking about that uh, going into the, the second test. Yeah, and I think South Africans will be kicking themselves for the start of the second half. You know, they kick off and they let the ball bounce and they just allowed the Lions on the mm. front foot and just let them grow and then they score and it's a different test match from there. I actually think the Lions probably coped a little bit better with any time we were under pressure in terms of discipline they were the silly ones those penalties but actually South Africa when the Lions kept the ball and brought them through a few phases up, they were the ones giving away actually you know pens that were force pens that were pressure penalties so the Lions will definitely look at that hopefully and, and you know try and keep the ball for a lot longer the next day well now, obviously, we get to the uh, part which all the v- fans at home can vote for. Um, subscribers to the official British and Irish Lions app, powered by Vodafone, are voting for their player of the series. So after Saturday night, who gets your vote and why? Uh, we're looking for your player of the series so far. Head over to the British and Irish Lions app and cast your vote. So you guys, who at the moment is standing out? Obviously, one test so far, but who's in the lead? Oh, I told you for me anyway. Yeah, 100%. I just think without his energy and his his big moments in games that he has, at, you know as well as anyone, Alex, at, at club level, international level, and now with the Lions, he's just a phenomenal athlete and he's 
he's on it every game he plays um, and just one of these people that the Springboks won't handle him next week either he'll, he'll bring he'll, he'll come even harder next week again yeah, he's he's relentless mm. for me, um, and I think just nothing phased him, and it was a really good sign. I think he won the penalty at two yards from the line, and Fafter clerked in his face, and he just smiled and went, you know, it doesn't doesn't bother him. He just, you know, I won the penalty, go about business. What's the next line out call, and move forward. And um, you know, it's, it's people like that, Colossus, and mm. I think the more people now before the test, I was a bit worried about having enough players who, who knew how to win those real tight games and had been in those real Grand Slam battles or European finals and, and really knew how to finish off games. I think now the lift that the whole squad will get from beating the Springboks at home will be huge and they'll they'll you know be even better next week obviously with more prep yeah there will be and I think you know I would agree with with Shawnee uh, you know Maro has been outstanding I think in uh, the game at the weekend there he, he was just phenomenal we talked about giving the, the lines that real sort of lift and he was one of the players I think I think Jack Conan's been really good uh, as well I think Shawnee touched briefly on him earlier on he, he just He's another guy. He just goes about his job, you know. His his, his error count is, is pretty much zero. He gets through a lot of hard work and, and does a lot of the you know the dark stuff as well. So I think he's been he's been excellent. I think the Lions have been uh, delighted with the way he's sort of come through on, on tour because as we talked about last week, yeah, yeah, Tulupe Falatau's probably not been firing all cylinders. Um, so I think it's it's excellent that, that he's been playing like that. So yeah, they two guys are probably out in front at the moment. Uh, you know with. Tom Curry as well I think you touched on Goody as well I think he's an excellent player and again he just goes about his job and you know and really does his, his job extremely well for the team Yeah well so far the player with the most votes is Hamish Watson followed by Duhan van der Merwe then Josh Adams Lewis Rees-Samet and fifth now is Mario Toji. I'm sure that will change over the course of the uh, yeah, next few days. The test match animals will come to the fore. I'm about to say we've, two weeks. we've been sort of name checked all the Move all the forwards the to the forwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but um, head over to the official British and Irish Lions app and cast your vote. But moving on to South Africa. Um, we haven't got our Bok on the ground today, unfortunately. He's probably got an early game of golf or, mm. you know, setting up the braai, something keeping him very busy, even though he managed to get to the game. Um, but do you think they'll be disappointed in terms of how the Lions got on top physically? As a, as a, a nation that pride themselves on being the most physical, that second half, they just seem to either run out of gas or lose that bite they had. Yeah, I think I think they'll be hurt by it, to be honest. I think you, you talk about history and um, the last time the Lions were there and the history of the Springboks, for instance. It's about, it's about physically imposing yourself and dominating opposition and hurting people. Now, there's one thing that's in, in everyone's favour against the Springboks nowadays is video refs. <laughs> and, and they can't throw sh- cheap shots like they did years ago or they can't get you on the ground with an elbow or they can't, you know what I mean? Um, so that brutality side of it that they used to have years upon years ago is, is null and void. But... I think they'll be hurt from the fact that their set piece yesterday, their mall obviously got, the boys got stuck into them there. The scrum, they got stuck into them at times. They didn't really have an ascendancy in that area where I think this week they will be pumped up to try and hit the lines and, and, you know, try and finish them off, like really go and try and smash them in those areas. Um, And then just generally around the field, they didn't, they didn't come off the line and probably once or twice in the first half and melt people, really. So I think you're going to see another level in physicality. I think a couple of them were undercooked, to be fair. Um, I think Khaleesi was undercooked. I didn't think he would be, 
just just a, a, how athletic he usually is. I think he's a little bit off. Um, so there's a few boys I think that that game will will stand for. But I think there'll be uh, it'd be like a red rag to a bull now this week, and uh, I think you'll see a different Springbok game or Springbok tactic at the start of this game. But hopefully they play a little bit as well with the dangerous players they have. I mean, I was going to say, do you see him changing their tactics at all, or do you see them just going with the tactic? But going even harder, even more intense, even more physical. I think they'll go for that uh, that route. To be honest, Gideon, and I think there's no substitute for playing games of rugby. They can mm. say they've done all the training they like, and whether it's you know they're not quite fit enough, or for me they've just not had that environment to to play in games and close out games, and and that really sort of hurt them in the second half, and maybe even the first half. <laughs> Sounds silly, I guess, but it cost them a little bit because I think they might have got into the half time and sort of, you know, took a sigh of relief almost and just almost relaxed a little bit. And they, they think, oh, maybe we've got this one uh, in the bag, you know, we're, you know, we're nine points up already. And I think they might just have relaxed a little bit, whereas the Lions really kicked on in that second half. And, and that's when. When you've been playing in these test matches or, or when you're in the groove, you know, you, it's just second nature. You don't need to think about it. You get involved. Mm. Second half comes, you know what you're doing. I think they might have just relaxed a little bit because of the way the first half went. And, and they, they just sat back and the Lions really took the game away from them. And they just couldn't get it back. You could almost see that momentum swing and they just couldn't grab it back in the second half. And, and lots made of the, the bomb squad, as they're called, coming on, um, Malherber, Marks and, and Kitsoff. Do you think that backfired a bit? Do you think there was too much pressure on them to come on or do you think it was just a decision made before the game and not seeing how the game actually panned out? I I don't know. Like, I think... See, it's the thing that I think that everyone forgets about. They call these boys the bomb squad. They're going in against three international, other, other international players who have been around a long time and they know the game inside out. So it's... It's not as if uh, Mac on these boys are, are going to be thinking, oh, Jesus, here comes the bomb squad. Um, but, no, but, but people in general are. But it had a, lot, a great effect in the World Cup. They brought on a whole new front five and they were just getting on top of teams at that point. Admittedly, they weren't coming on at half-time, but mm. it did have a very good effect. Mm. Do you think it's a case of they're just using the exact same blueprint, which is probably understandable, but they need to adapt slightly in, in their tactics. Yeah, they definitely do. They need to adapt it because it's, it obviously didn't work yesterday for them. So there has to be some there has to be some little flick of a mind or, or a switch there somewhere to say, okay, did I bring him on too early? Should I leave it later? Or start him, start those and, and bring on the other three boys. Um, you know, I think, the, I think the South African team will be very different next week as well. I, I genuinely do. Uh, I, I think... I think, Is in changes? Yeah, I think there'll be a few changes in it, definitely. Um, but, yeah, look... You can say, is it too early to bring them on? Is it too late to bring them on? They just didn't make enough of an impact regardless, as, as individuals, I think, yesterday. And they'll be hurt from that as well. But, but I think the key for them, though, no matter how many changes they make, and you, and you said it yourself, is how many game time. And there's a reason why they looked leggy and heavy in that second half, and they didn't have that, quite, that same bite in, a, in, mm. uh, in the tackle. Mm. You know, you can't change that overnight. And I think the Lions will know that the South Africans will come with raw emotion and physicality again for 20, 30 minutes but we've all played teams who are all pent up and have that emotion but eventually that goes yeah. and, and you know and, and that's the interesting part for the, the, the second half the Lions can stay with them again first half and everything they know they'll grow stronger into the second half yeah yeah, yeah no, for sure not. 
for me, it looks looked as though it was maybe pre-planned. Uh, you know, bringing these guys on at, at halftime, that they, they sort of almost had that discussion and whether they'd even told the players. You know, and so I think you can't really plan that far ahead. You've got to see what's happening in the game, and and because the, the Springboks had all the momentum at that halftime. So if they had came out, played that first ten minutes well in the second half, the Springboks probably would have went on, you know, and won the game. And you know, talking about that, the raw emotion side as well, good and you know. It's a question. Does it come back to you know? There's there's no crowd as well. Obviously, you know we've kind of forgot about that. It's just become yeah. almost normal, which is weird. But there, there's no crowd, you know, and you've got everything's got to be generated from within. You can't feed off that the energy from the crowd, especially playing in South Africa. That you guys all, all both have done as well. It's it's such a great place to go and play, and the fans get really involved. So it is a it's a strange environment, and I think they just lack that energy and real sort of you know, bite about them in the second half and, you know, maybe maybe the crowd has a little bit to do with that. Yeah, and I think for South Africa, they've got Mpimpi, they've got the Kenya Am, you know, Vida Roo, and obviously Colby, who we have mentioned. And, you know, how many times do those guys touch the ball? Um, you know, how, how do they get them more involved? Or, you know, from from my point of view, they went, you know, from every scrum, they went ten, uh, 9 to 12 every single time. They moved it once in the first half and Villarou made the break. But every, after that, they just went straight back to trucking it up. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I think Felix Jones would be pulling his hair out saying, boys, did we actually... Was that a part of the plan, maybe, for this week? Or or was it not? And and will he be going, what are we doing here? We should be we should be getting on top of them and then playing, playing to our strengths out wide. Um, because, like... It doesn't matter. Like Colby can beat anybody, so get him the ball. Like make him make him feel dangerous again. Like get a bit of excitement into the Springboks. He can just he has the ability as a player to do that. But so do many others in that Springbok team. But yet, touch the ball once or twice in the whole game, for instance. So I think I think that's a part of the game that they'll be trying to get the ball and play a little bit this week as well, rather than just kicking and and you know playing back at the lines the way they did in the first test. It's just. I think there's so much more in these Springbok players. There's so much more in the Lions players as well. And we've seen glimpses of it yesterday. So I think the, on the flip side, the Lions will be going, let's play here. We, when we actually keep the ball, we're, we look very dangerous. Um, and the Springboks will be... They'll, they'll have a similar enough uh, mentality as well, I think, this week coming. They need to keep the ball. They need to play a lot more. Um, and not just be one-dimensional. Greg, for you, it was a nine. Do you, you know, find it much easier to kick when you're on the front foot or the back foot? It's a bit of a loaded question, but I felt that the South Africans, the one time they moved it wide and got on the front foot, they looked more dangerous because then their forward runners were going on the front foot every time and the Lions were going back. But after that one scrum, every other time it was just hit up, slow ball, then the forwards come around the corner, they're meeting a wall of Lions defenders. And I feel that for the South Africans, they have to be brave, move it from the set piece to the wider channel or get mm. Colby into midfield, dancing around, and then they can kick off the back of that. And I don't know how you feel as a nine in that regard. Yeah, for for sure. I think I think that uh, Faf de Klerk and Andre Pollard as well, I think they can have a bigger impact on, on this sort of second test because as you say uh, yesterday, Goody, all the time they just kicked you know, off the back foot, off of slow ball. So the only thing you can do once the ball is slow is really kick. Whereas if you're on the front foot, if you're playing a little bit, you're in charge and you can kick when you like. Look at the one that Faf de Klerk kicked off the scrum. That was about the only time really in, in the game they kicked off the front foot, ended up getting a penalty off uh, Tom Curry, but on the front foot, you know the defence is a little bit more worried. Are they going to run? Are they going to kick? You're not quite sure. He's 
it's affecting everything, as you, as you'll know from playing at the back. It's affecting wingers, pulling wingers up, creating space in the backfield. And that kicking on the front foot enabled them in that situation to, to find a lot of grass. So you have to play. You've got to play. And as Shawnee touched on, some of the players South Africa have got, if they can get their big ball carriers, you know, carrying dynamically and creating that quick ball then it, that becomes a different story then I can understand why, why you want to kick a little bit more so there's, there's a lot more in the tank for South Africa but probably what we've touched on they've not played a huge amount of rugby I think that came back to hurt them in the second half and I think for me on the same point is if they can get to midfield even just away to the 13 channel or something like that it puts so much stress on the backfield for the Lions. They seem to be working nine in the front line most of the time, leaving Hogg on his own or the wingers to pendulum. Now, if you get on the front foot into midfield, it leaves you very exposed to the fullback because you've got Faf de Klerk who can use his left foot and flip into the corners. You've got Pollard who can punch to the right, Villy the Rue sweeping around. It's very hard and... I think that's where they've got to be braver because as soon as they just hit up into that first channel, it's easy. You know, hogs that side, wingers back. Yeah. There's not space. Mm. You've got to be brave, move the ball, bring the wingers up, and then they kick in behind, and it just causes so many more problems. And it brings a, a whole other dimension as as well because Faf de Klerk is a running nine. He's probably one of the best in the world. Mm. And we, we just didn't get to see that yesterday at all. Whether that comes back to Shawnee's point, was it more tactical yesterday about you know keeping things really simple mm. because you know they just crashed up and kicked really so if they can generate that momentum then the Lions defensively won't be able to put in as big collisions and then they can generate that quick ball so everything's got a knock on effect so and Faf de Klerk and Andre Pollard are excellent players and you know Faf de Klerk's running game as I've touched on it is one of the best in the world so if they can get him going it's going to be harder for the Lions and how much better will South Africa be? I, th- I think I think they'll be a lot better for, for this game I think um I think one will be a bit more match conditioned, obviously. So there'll be a bit more intensity, I think, in the way they'll play. But I think they'll obviously play a little bit more. I think they'll have, they'll have seen opportunities now on the edges. Um, they'll want to get the ball into the into the danger men's hands, and and just express themselves a little bit more. I think it was just su- such a conservative type of approach from them yesterday, and you know this one dimensional stuff with with the boys fronting up like they did in the second half, the Lions boys. It's, it's not really going to work for them. And obviously spoke about South Africa there. If you're Gatland, obviously we believe in him. He's, he's selected well. He's won the game. Mm. But would you make any changes? I think they might make a couple of changes. Um, I think that maybe, this, I don't know, the centre position potentially uh, you know, might be up for discussion. Um, as I said earlier, I thought Rory Sutherland done really well, but Marco done well uh, when he came on as well. So will they look at that? Just on the centres then, yeah. would, how would you change it? Would you bring in uh, a Bandiaki, a Chris Harris, or would you go to sort of a Farrell at 12? How would you look at it? I'm not so sure a bigger Farrell, uh, Henshaw, I'm not so sure how that, how that would work. And, um, so I think if they change anything, I, I think they might bring Bandiaki into 12 uh, and move Robbie Henshaw out one, but... Yeah, I don't know. I thought, you know, Elliot done some, some good things uh, as well in the game and, and they seem to be a big fan of him. So whether they actually change there, yeah, I don't know. But that's potentially maybe something they might look at as well because, because they might try and second guess South Africa. Dale Andy is probably going to come down that channel a lot more and just be route one. And, and they're going to simplify their game plan. So the Lions might look to combat that a little bit and just free up Robbie Henshaw out one more slot. And front row, obviously, late change with Wynne Jones. Would you bring him in? Would you keep as is? 
or any change in the if pack? He, if, he, if Wyn Jones is fit, I'd start him again. I'd start him in the next test. And who would you have on the bench then? I'd probably have Mako. Um, just the way he's he played. But then it's such a tough call on Rory. Like Rory Sutherland yesterday was excellent. He was so solid. Um, but just Wyn Jones, is he's just immovable. Um, he might steady up that chip a little bit. There was a lot of movement and they were playing games probably with each other. The dark arts of front row play. Um, but then Mako put his hand up and you know showed everyone what he was about when he came on. And, and anyone else in the pack keep exactly the same? Happy with it? Hookers? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think the pack I think the pack will be the same. I think it'll start the same. Um yeah, I think I think Courtney now hit a bit of form in that second half and that would have been the only question I had in the first half of he was pretty quiet, but he showed everyone what he's about in the second half. Yeah, I, th- I think back three for me, I would um I think I'd bring Liam Williams in. Uh knowing that the aerial game is so important. Uh, I think it's it's a harsh call probably on Duhan, but um, bring him in on the wing. I, I think I think so, yeah. Um, because I feel like you probably want to keep some continuity. If you bring a fullback in to change everything around, you know, I think it'd be it'd be tricky. I think I'd bring him onto the wing. Um, Duhan, you know, as I said, came into it in the second half really well. Mm-hmm. I just think they're going to come even harder in the aerial game, and having someone like him there would, would be so important and I think he might just be able to sneak over for a try at some stage personally um, I, I also not that Ali Price played badly I just think Murray's experience and, and probably physicality for Delindy De coming down that mm. channel of 9-10 I, I'd possibly look at bringing him him in but um, kind, of, kind of depends on what, what game plan they're going to play again doesn't it because if they're going to if they're going to kick like they kicked in the first half probably Connor has that more experience in, in terms of that but if they're going to play a little bit more Stick with Ali. Yeah, um, I, I think that I think I think you've got to stick with Ali because, yeah. as you touched on before, Sean, the Lions have got to play. Like, you can't just go out and have that. And, that. and the game really showed that yesterday, and spent in that sort of second half. If you can keep the ball, mm. if you can try and put a few phases together and and be brave, I guess you know that's what's going to win, win you the game. And just being patient as well and kicking at the right times. And, and I thought Ali had done well. Mm. You know, I know he'd have been. Mm. Frustrated a little bit because he couldn't get his game going, but but he done really well. He kicked when he should have kicked, and uh, you know he didn't look to, uh, you know too un- he was mm. unflappable. I guess I, th- I think the bigger yeah. picture as well is Goody that that we talked about bench earlier, obviously. But having Murray and Farrell, let's say to come on again mm. to see off these games and to control everything is invaluable in 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 this test test arena, like mm. so. It is the bigger picture as well. I know we we might say, oh, I prefer him there, prefer him there. Is it the right decision for the team to actually go and win the game? And, but, and having but, those two boys coming on is is incredible, to be fair. Agreed. But what happens if you're behind? And my argument would be is you know it's going to be tight and it's going to be physical in that first you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 minutes. Does Ali Price bring something late on? If you you know know that he can play the kicking game, but he can also chase the game a bit and be a sniping nine who perhaps didn't have that chance in the first half, but could be could be very good in the second half. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's a very good point, and maybe the Lions will go down that route this week, Udi, because you know if they just need to win by one point this week and it's job done. Mm. You know, what I'm saying they just got to get over the line. So, you know, whether they, you bring Connor in to say right, we're going to we're going to experience this week because of the things you've just mentioned. They might bring on Farland, you know, to start in in, the, in that twelve slot, just to say, you know, 
again, he's got that experience. He's level-headed. We know what we're going to get strong defensively as well. So all they need to do is this week is, is literally score one more point in the swing box and his job done. And training this week, very low-key. Well, hopefully they stop drinking today at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> they probably had a good few beers last night, but no, yeah, it'll be, it'll be very light, I'd say, this week again and just get ready for the test game because um, probably the boys who didn't play, they'll have a, they'll have a good blow out at some stage probably tomorrow or, or Tuesday morning but yeah, it'll be light enough I think for every, anyone to play in that test Yeah, I uh, text back and forth with Mako and uh, he was the most or the least enthusiastic guy after a win against the Springboks I've ever known he just was like yeah it's a good day Cheers, <laughs> sweet Mac get a lot from you mate <laughs> but he probably knew I was going to snitch on him here but uh, no so uh, on to next week uh, predictions from you Greg I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one to call again, like yesterday was. So um, I'll try and get myself off the fence. Uh, I think the Lions are going to win. Um, I think I think they do. I think the Springboks they've just not had enough rugby to, to play against a good team like the Lions are. And I think I think it's going to be tight. But I think the Lions have got enough in them. But I'm going to go the Lions by by six points. I agree. I think the Lions will win. Um, and you said off air you thought. It would be a travesty if it wasn't a whitewash. So, you sticking with that? Or? Whitewash, yeah, yeah. Train it. <laughs> Sound very English there, getting very <laughs> ahead of yourself. That's exactly but... what I said in New Zealand, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm myself in trouble. Um, no, I think they'll win. I think they'll win again. I think um, I think probably the same. Six six points is... is I said six yesterday. Um, and I'm, I'm sticking with six again. I just think I just think they'll be too controlled. They'll be too smart. Um, and in other way, we want them to play a little bit. I'm actually just thinking now. I think they're just kind of welly the ball in behind <laughs> South Africa and, and let them let them seeking to play out from their their own their own uh, their own line. Um, so lines for the win. Yeah, I think the pressure's on them now. But I think South Africa will win the next test by two points. But then it will go to a decider. And the Lions will, will take it late on. It's a bit of a, a dream to make it a really, <laughs> really exciting series. But uh, on to other news, Shawnee. Uh, I noticed on your social media, a bit off topic here, that you've been swimming in the Thames, mate. Did did you not know that there was a bit of a powerful current there? It's uh, taking your dogs for a swim there? <laughs> Nearly got swept away, so I did. Lucky yeah. to be sitting here, Goody. <laughs> yeah, I know. What happened, pal? I was chasing a tennis ball. The dog wouldn't get it, so I went after it myself. Um, Dog's cleverer than you, obviously. She's <laughs> you lob it into the middle of the Thames. Uh, you go, pal. He couldn't see it in the rapids. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, it was... Uh, it was after a tough day of training during the week, so I said I'd go for a quick dip with the doggies and uh, yeah, I got a surprise when I got in there. It was a pretty strong current, so I won't be won't be going back in there again. Are you a good swimmer? What, what happened? I am actually okay. a good swimmer. You might, I don't have a swimmer's body, but I'm actually, I'm actually quite strong That's funny because you, you told me you tensed very, very hard for that picture you put online. You didn't, you didn't put anything about the swimming. You just there, side profile, tensing There'll be no top off for you for another few weeks to get back into <laughs> you know pre-season. About, I've got tan now. Everything looks better. Um, but yeah, you, you survived at least. Yeah, I survived. I survived. Got out, got out um, just about, so... Dogs are who, dogs who, are good. Who rescued you? Rescued on, myself. Uh, honest call. Yeah, honest rescue. Not, you didn't have to grab a hold of your dog. Uh, he was swimming quicker than you. Grab his tail. <laughs> Give myself a you little. Got, you, got, you got pulled out by your dog. <laughs> That's how good at swimming you are. But, but there we have it. Um, but and, well, I don't know. Have you been swimming any locks recently? Just a good ten with that. No, I'm not. Certainly, certainly not in the Thames. I'm not going in there. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised you're not a bit sick after that. But no, I'm good. there we have it. I'm good. Well, that's all we have time for on this week's House of Rugby. Uh, thanks for listening or watching, and we'll see you on Thursday. House of Rugby Ireland, here on Joe. Game 
changed. <laughs>